Good morning. Whoa, Good morning. that's real loud. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Okay. <laughs> so welcome everybody this morning to church on um, this very cold uh, wintry morning. It finally feels like winter uh, here. So, uh, so that's all right. I mean, it's that time of year we're supposed to feel like winter, I suppose. Um, but, uh, but I wanted to start off by saying congratulations to everyone. You have been to church every Sunday this year so far. Your attendance is 100%. Keep it up. Only 51 more Sundays to go for that perfect attendance. So, all right, congratulations. Um, also, we do have an announcement that uh, coming up uh, January 10th and 12th is our Sunday to help at the food pantry here in Cameron. And, uh, and then on the 13th or... 10th and 12th are our days to help at the food pantry, and then the 13th is our day to help at the clothes closet. Um, if you are interested or are available to help on those days, um, just reach out to either Linda Morris or uh, reach out to the church office, and we'll, uh, we'll get that uh, get you put down for those times that you could help. And uh, also, just another announcement that uh, this year, um, we collected cereal last year, and I believe, I didn't write the number down, I believe it was over 1,200 uh, packages of cereal we collected over the year last year, uh, but this year we're going to switch to peanut butter. So if you're uh, out at the store and you think about it, grab an extra jar of peanut butter and uh, bring that to the to the office here, and we'll uh, donate that to the food pantry uh, as a, a way of us just trying to provide one of the vital items that the food pantry seems to always be out of. Uh, we want to try to do what we can to make sure that they all the families are getting something uh, that, to eat. So those are our announcements this morning. Um, as we uh, get ready to start worship service, um, I just uh, want us to take a moment and just think about uh, maybe this last year. You know, um, this is the time of year where we always see the, uh, oh, the top moments of 2021. You know, the, the, all the things that happened over the last year. Um, the events, uh, maybe what the, the popular movies were or music. You know, we hear these countdowns, the tops, top things of the last year. But I wonder how often we stop and think, okay, for the last year, what happened in my life spiritually? You know, in this life with God, um, I think we're always supposed to be growing a little closer and a little closer to God. And so if we think back to this time last year, um, we were in a pretty rough time this time last year. We still... Um, I was trying to remember, um, I think we were having in-person church. Do you remember, Pat? Uh, we were having in-person church, but there wasn't very many coming, like 20. Well, it probably looked like this morning a little bit. Um, there wasn't too many coming, right? And uh, it was mostly online that we were having church still. Uh, the choir was not with us at that point yet. The, it was pretty much the band that was leading the music at that point. Uh, it looked very different this time last year. And so our routines, our, uh, our life really was just kind of all still in this limbo of we're not sure what's going to be and we're not sure even where we're at in this moment. And, and now a year later, I don't know, maybe there's still a lot of questions. We're still not back to that normal we had before, but we've kind of got our, our new normal now. I think we kind of at least have somewhat of an understanding of what life is like moving forward going into this new year. But if we look back where were we in our relationship with God a year ago? 
And are we closer now with God in this time where there's so much conflict, so much division, so much uh, just uh, discussion, debate, and even arguing between people within the church, outside the church, uh, so little agreement on almost anything that's happened, you know, in the, in the last year. Where does that left us spiritually, maybe? Where has that left us in our life with God and, and who we are as individuals living as people of God? Um, I think that's good for us to maybe take that moment and think about that. And have we grown over this last year? Maybe is our understanding of what it means to be a Christian changed some way? Uh, because this world has changed drastically over the last two years almost now. So what does that mean for us to be a Christian in this world? What does that mean for us to be a church in this world? I think if we look back and kind of assess where we were a year ago to where we are now, that might help us to understand where do we need to be moving forward into this new year as the church, as the people of God. So sometime in the next couple days, take a moment and really think about that. Where was I a year ago when my faith and my trust was at a moment where I'm questioning God. What's going on in this world? Why is there so much unsettlement? Why is there so much conflict and, and, uh, and angry words thrown at each other? Where, where are we at now as your people, Lord, in the, in the church? How am I contributing? How have I grown in this, in my relationship with you, God, over this last year? Take a moment and think about that. Because I think if we can really kind of pull all this together and think about where we were and where we are, that might help us to get some direction on where we're going this next year as a church here at Cameron United Methodist Church. So now I'm going to ask as we open worship, if you would all please join me in, our, uh, in an affirmation of faith as we are heading into this new year. Let's all join our voices together in this affirmation. Let the love that shaped heaven and earth Dwell within us this new year. Let the love that created humanity dwell within us this new year. Let the love that overcomes suffering and hatred dwell within us this new year. Let the love that causes us to rejoice with loved ones dwell within us this new year. Let the love that forgives and renews dwell within us this new year. Let the love that brings reconciliation after separation dwell within us this new year. Let the love that brings the blessing of peace dwell within us this new year. And may we share that peace with all people near and far. Amen. Let's all stand and we'll join our voices together in We Three Kings. Kings.
please be seated. As we're getting close to uh, in the Christmas year, we're uh, actually in the or in the Christmas year, in the Christian year, we are still in the season of Christmas. There's 12 days of Christmas, uh, which if you would think about, oh, that makes sense. There's a song about 12 days of Christmas. And so technically we're still in that season of Christmas. Uh, and so we light the Advent candles again this morning, just celebrating this time of, uh, of Christ uh, coming into, uh, into our world and being with us. We light these candles once again in celebration of the light of life now with us forevermore. The word has become flesh and is dwelling among us. The light shines brightly into the darkness, and the darkness cannot and will not overcome the light. Please join me in prayer. Living Christ, renew our hope, transform our lives. Give us a joy that transcends our circumstances and a love that reaches strangers and enemies as well as neighbors and friends. By your Holy Spirit, empower us to live and love like Jesus so that we might make a lasting positive difference in the lives of those around us. Amen.
That was beautiful. Thank you. <clears throat> Our uh, scripture this morning is uh, probably a fairly, hopefully it's a fairly familiar one. This is from John chapter 1, the very first words of the Gospel of John, um, beginning in verse number 1. John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. John begins his gospel with these three words, in the beginning, and I think that that probably, for most of us, that takes us back to another book of the Bible that starts off in the beginning, and that's the beginning. The beginning of the Bible starts off that way, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I think John did that intentionally, saying that, that in the beginning of the story of Jesus, it actually is in the beginning of the story of time. Before time that we know it, the before time of the universe, in the beginning, there was the Word of God. There was this, this person of God that existed. Because in the beginning we see, God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be an expanse between waters. God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place. God said, let the land produce vegetation. God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky. God said, let the water teem with living creatures. And God said, let the land produce living creatures. God said all these things, and it all happened. But I think what we see here when John says, in the beginning was the word, I think one thing that we kind of understand is that as God spoke, it wasn't the voice of God, it wasn't the, the sound of God's voice that brought these things into being, that there's this person of God that has this power, this creating, life-giving power that brought all things into existence, and that's the Word. As God speaks, there's this active part of God bringing life and new life into existence. And so I think if we maybe kind of think about it in, in our terms, our human terms, um, that when we speak, you know, the power of what we say is not in our voice, uh, it's, it's in the words that we speak, right? Our lungs push air, and our throats, our vocal cords, they, they create sound, and then our mouths and our tongues form words. You know, there's this process of us speaking, but it's not the sound of our voice necessarily that has the power. Although a mom's voice, certain tones of a mom's voice has a lot of power to it, um, but... Uh, but it's really the words we speak. It's the words we say that can enrage or encourage. The words we speak can build up or tear down. It's the words themselves that have the power in which we speak. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing here is in the beginning, as God brought all things into existence, there's this, this person of God that already existed that had this power to bring life, to create new life and bring all things together in this harmonious way. So John says, in the beginning was the Word. 
He was with God, and he was God from the very beginning. Going on to verse number 6. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who who did receive him, to those who did believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a human's will, but born of God. The word became flesh. And made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father. Full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying. This was he of whom I said. He who comes after me has surpassed me. Because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace. We have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. This is the word of our holy God. Amen. So this, uh, this author of this gospel, John, he declares that there's this person of a holy trinity that was there before anything ever came into existence within our universe. There's this person that already existed before the beginning of our world, and then that person of this Holy Trinity became flesh and blood himself. He became a human being, and he dwelt right here on the same earth that we live upon. And he said that when this being, this, this divine, spiritual, eternal being, became a human being, his name was Jesus. That's who Jesus Christ is. This wonderful child that we celebrate, this wonderful uh, man that did so many good and wonderful things in the lives of of so many people, this this man that had great teachings, and then this man that died on a cross and rose again. John's saying, actually, this man, his origin, his beginning is eternal. He was a person before he ever became a human one named Jesus. There was a moment in time where this girl named Mary gave birth to a child. And we see this human side of Jesus, where he was this little child, this little infant that grew up learning to walk, learning to talk, stumbling and falling, learning the ways of this world, having friends that, that he liked and played with, having friends betray him, and, and, and friendships are broken. He grew up having, having family and, and brothers and sisters and all the joys and all the not-so-joyous moments that come with having family. He grew up experiencing life the same way we did. He was a human one. But he's also the divine one that comes from before time even began. There's these two wonderful aspects of Christ that completely make him. He's totally human, but he's totally divine as well. This wonderful understanding of who Jesus is 
that he comes revealing to us who God is. As John's writing all through his gospel, he writes about light and darkness. There's this wonderful theme of, of the darkness of this life that we have because in this world there is darkness. In this world there is darkness of sin. There is this, there's this darkness that seems to cloud over us and tries to hide the God that is ever-present to us. This life that we are supposed to have with God, we're supposed to be able to just, I think, we're supposed to just be able to look around and see love and grace and goodness all around us. I think we're supposed to be able to just look at all of creation and see how beautiful it is and think there must be a creator. To look at all the stars in the sky and think how small I am, but how intricate our bodies are. There must be a creator that brought all of this together because it all flows so wonderfully together. We're supposed to be able to look into creation and into the lives of each other and I think see the goodness of God all around us. But there's this darkness that clouds that. There's this darkness that keeps us from seeing God and experiencing God in the way we were created to experience God. And we kind of get lost within that darkness sometimes. So John says that this person that gives life to all the universe became a human being. In fact, he became the human being. The one so much, so perfectly what humanity was created to be. He's this example to us of what our life was created to look like. Loving, compassionate, serving others, bringing others closer to God, all the while being completely focused on this relationship with the eternal God. That's the life of Jesus. And it's this light for us, showing us that God is here. God is present. There is goodness all around us. There is love always being showered over us. So there's this light shining through the darkness that of sin and struggle and burden, pride and greed. There's this light shining through all of that, revealing to us what real life is supposed to look like, true life, life with God that we were created to have. So this one who, who is God becomes a human being and reveals to us that God is not just up there somewhere in the sky and, and one day we will go be with God. Or he doesn't reveal that, that God is, is, is back then when there was these earthquakes and seas were parted and floods and you know God was back then when all this happened. And then God even became a man, but then he died and ascended to heaven. And so sometimes I think we get the impression maybe God's not really around here. Especially in a time when there is so much conflict, when there's so little that we can agree upon. In a time when our lives have to be completely shut down because of a sickness that is going around. It's maybe easy to see in our loneliness and in our despair, in our feelings, our hard feelings we have towards one another. It's hard to look around, and, or easy to look around and say, where is God? Is God even here? But Jesus comes as a light shining into the darkness saying, God is here. God is all around, and God has always been all around. God has not left. God has never been gone. God is here and is very present. 
and here's where God is. He shines into our darkness, revealing where God is for us. Revealing the goodness that surrounds us, the love that's pouring over us. Drawing us into this wonderful relationship with God. Drawing us into true life. The life we were created to have with God through this person that gives us life to begin with. Jesus in John chapter 8, verse 12 Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus says he is the light of the world. He is the one who has come into the darkness, shining for us, revealing to us what true human life is supposed to look like, the compassion, the love that we're supposed to have for one another. He comes showing what an obedient life looks like. Complete surrender to the will of God, saying, God, you are the creator of me, the creator of all these things. You're the purpose for all of this. Showing to us what real life with God is supposed to look like. And then he says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. I don't think he means that we'll never have dark times, we'll never have struggle, we'll never have moments of of doubt. But I think what he means is that once God is revealed into our lives. Once we realize there is this creator that made us for a reason. There's a creator that brought us into existence for us to have this eternal loving relationship with God. Once that happens, our lives start to be transformed. We start to see and view the world in a different way. We start seeing the goodness that is around us, the love that is supposed to be shared. As God is revealed, we live in this light of the relationship we have with God. As Christ comes and we follow Christ, we start to, exam- we start to feel like these uh, burdens maybe of life are being lifted. Sometimes, you know, uh, as, as John said early on, that the, that the light of the world came into the world but the darkness didn't recognize him. The one that created the world came into his own creation, but his creation didn't even recognize that God was with them. I think there are times in our lives where maybe we actually love the darkness more than we love the light. There are moments that maybe we actually cling to the hurt more than we're willing to release that hurt. Sometimes... um, I've heard folks say it. I think I've probably said it in my life, and probably most of us have said this at one point or another. When there's someone who has hurt us, maybe deeply, we say, I can't forgive them, right? Those are words we say. I can't forgive them. And I think what we're really saying, well, maybe what we mean is, we mean to say, I can't. For whatever reason, I just can't let go of that. But I think what we're really truly saying is, I'm, I'm not willing to let go of this because I don't want to be hurt again. Somehow by holding on to this, this hurt, this bitterness, this anger, somehow carrying this burden of, of division between another person, somehow carrying that burden with me, I'm able to, to guard myself from being hurt again. But in this life with God, we start to become transformed. We start changing. And these burdens that we carry with us, we start to let go of little by little 
until maybe one day we even get to a place where we realize, I can forgive them. That doesn't mean I'm not still guarding myself from the pain a little bit, but at least I'm in this place where I can forgive. I realize I want to be free of this. This is something hindering me, keeping me from loving others the way I'm supposed to love them because of the hurt that I experienced with this one other human being that I carry with me and keep myself guarded. This light shines into our darkness and reveals where we are carrying burdens, where we are carrying struggles with us that we were never intended to carry to begin with. But we hold on to them. And this is a way that the darkness hides the goodness of God from us. We carry the burden of, of the, the anger, the bitterness that we have towards one individual, and that keeps us from loving relationships with other individuals. But in time, in life with Christ, growing deeper in relationship with God, being transformed into this true human life that we are created to live, the, the example that we have through Jesus Christ, we start to get to a place where we realize, I can forgive them. And maybe someday, as we continue to grow, we even get to a place where we can love that person. That probably doesn't all happen at one moment. That's probably a process that's going to happen in our lives. But when Christ comes, that light shines into the darkness that is in our lives. We start to realize, when I say I can't, I know I'm supposed to. And so that means I can, if I'm willing to. Christ comes into our darkness so that we can be the true humans that we were created to be, created in the wonderful image of God, this perfect, wonderful image that loves, that is compassionate and merciful, this wonderful image that serves, that is humble. This is the life of Jesus, the, the pure human one that comes to show us what it means to be human. So he comes as a light shining into our darkness, and as we follow him, he says, we will no longer walk in that darkness. We start to walk out of it. The burdens start to fall away. The struggles that we have in life are still very real, and we still face them, but we face them with a different set of eyes. We face them with a different heart because we start to see that the struggles of this life really are just sometimes so small. Sometimes they're very real and very painful, but there's this greater purpose. There's this greater thing that is happening where no matter the struggle here, I've always got this wonderful relationship of God constantly, eternally in my life. And so even in the struggle, there's still this goodness of God. Even in the pain, there's still the compassion and love that, that God shines into my life for me. And Jesus says that as we will no longer walk in the darkness, he goes on to say uh, in verse 12, and they will have the light of life. That we will have the light of life. At the beginning, John says that, that the word was this, the word gave us life. In, this, in the word of God was life, and the life was the light of men. That he is our light, right? But in here in verse 12, Jesus says, 
But now we will have the light of life. That as Christ transforms us and works in our lives, as we start to grow in this deep relationship with God, all of a sudden we start becoming a light for others around us. All of a sudden, this life that we were living where we just can't forgive, this life where we just can't let go of, of what we have in this world or we, where we want to hold on to the bitterness, where we want to hold on to, to our, our pride, our egos maybe, this life that we're holding on to things that keep us from being fully human in Christ, we start letting go of, and all of a sudden, Christ says, we have this light shining from us. God's love and compassion becomes radiant through us to those around us. We start beginning to come to a place that maybe we can share that with others around us. So maybe as we're growing in this relationship, as we are starting to get into deeper relationship with God and living in this light of Christ, all of a sudden we hear a friend or a loved one that says, you know, I've still struggle with this thing that happened and they say and I just can't forgive them all of a sudden we find ourselves in a place where we can say you know I used to say that too so one day I just said God I forgive this person it took me a while to work through the pain took me a while to work through the place where I could actually respect them love them hope good things for them. But once I released myself from that burden, I became a new person because I was free to just experience love and compassion and grace and truth the way God created me to experience it. All of a sudden, we are this light for other human beings, right? That can't forgive. These other humans that... that are in this darkness and God seems hidden away from them, all of a sudden we become a light to help them see the goodness of God in them and around them. We become someone that they can talk to. I understand what you mean because there was a time I couldn't forgive them. But I did. And it took me a long time to get to that place to where I could love them, but it happened too. We become this light for others. And that's the way we were created. We were created to have this wonderful relationship with God, life given to us by this, by this person of God that John calls the Word. By the Word of God, we are given life. And He is our light. And we are, when we are fully living within that light with Christ, we just become the light to those around us. And sometimes that is a light that we shine that even takes very little effort. Really all it takes is compassion, love for others. But when we're holding on to the burdens, when we're holding on to the, the, the pain, when we're hiding ourselves within the darkness, it's tough for us to be the people God created us to be. So the light shines into our darkness and calls us into life to become the humans we were created to be, that we would shine the light onto other humans and they would come to know God. The love of God, the goodness of God through Jesus Christ would be revealed to them in their own lives so that they may become people of God.
This is the way God has created us. This is the way God intended. And this is the way John teaches it in his gospel. So here we are in this new year. A new beginning, a new time. And we can start to realize life's probably not going to get back to the way it was as COVID numbers start to come back up, as places maybe start to close down, as there's snow and weather outside and we still can't get, you know, more than 20 people here on a Sunday morning all of a sudden. We're back to those days. Um, but it's a new beginning because God is here. The word that brings life and brings new life is here. It's a new day. And Christ says, come and follow me in the light of true life that you may have the light of life to share with others. Maybe in this new year, we can all resolve to seek God more fully than we ever have before with the hope that by the end of this year, we will look back and say, I am closer to God now than I have ever been in my life. And I love it. I think that's what's supposed to happen every year. Just a suggestion as we head into this new year. Amen. I'd like to invite the choir to please uh, come and lead us in Love Came Down at Christmas. So I invite you all to go forth in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, allowing Christ to shine light into your darkness, filling you with life so that you may go forth, bringing the light to others around you. Go in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, as the people of God. Amen. Be fair.